Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Now, today we have a special guest. We have a New York Times bestselling author. We have Tuska Lee. Tuska, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So let's get right into it about these books that you have coming out. You have The Line Between and A Single Light. Can you tell me more about The Line Between? Absolutely. Um, so The Line Between uh, is the story of a young woman named Winter Roth. Winter is 22 years old, and she spent the last 15 years of her life growing up in a doomsday cult in Iowa. And at the beginning of the book, she is getting kicked out from this cult. And at the same time that this is happening, a uh, an epidemic is sweeping across the nation and quickly becoming a pandemic. And so for Winter, as she's trying to start over in the outside world that she's been taught to regard as evil, um, it looks a lot like the apocalypse that she's always been taught was coming. And so it's about her story as she starts over. And uh, things get complicated when her sister shows up with a set of medical samples that may be somehow related to the disease. And so she finds herself far more involved than she ever anticipated. So that's the first book, and it came out uh, last year. And the sequel is called A Single Light. And it also came out last year and uh, just released uh, this uh, month uh, in paperback as well. Now, these books seem kind of close to home with what's happening right now, the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, yeah. how, how did you end up making that happen? How did that come about? <laughs> uh, pure coincidence. Um, it's been, this has been really weird now that we're going through this pandemic. It's been weird for a lot of reasons. Um, obviously having just written about a pandemic, um, having these, you know, the second book released just months before the pa- pandemic started here in the U.S. Um, in the books, the first hot spot happens in Washington State, as it did here. And then, of course, there are, you know, all these edicts to stay home and stay safe. And people are using hand sanitizers and wearing masks and all this stuff. So um, how that happened, I it was honestly just coincidence. And um, But I can definitely say it's been really weird. And the, the story that the disease in my novels was actually inspired by a headline from, I believe it was 2016 that I saw. Um, and it was a, a news story about a reindeer that had melted in the melting Siberian permafrost and it happened to be infected with anthrax and it made an entire village sick. So, um, the disease in my story is, is not a coronavirus. <laughs> Um, right. It is a prion disease, and so which is very deadly and very scary. So it's a completely different disease, but there are a lot of similarities. And so I admit it's it's been really strange living through this current situation. I'm glad you mentioned what inspired you to write this book because usually when I have authors come onto the podcast, I'm very curious mm-hmm. as to why they feel like they're they're the ones to write this particular story. And you mm-hmm. just basically mm-hmm. said that. Um, I want to ask you this. What does it take or what have you learned that it takes for you to be a New York Times bestselling author? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, part of it is just luck. If I'm going to be really honest, part of it's luck. The other part of it is, you know, it it took me a long time to get published. And it's just something I, I wanted to really try to do because I've always loved reading novels. I've always loved stories. 
I love story in all its forms, you know, whether it's a movie or a TV show or uh, a ballet, whatever it is. Um, so it just took a lot of work for me to uh, get published, to learn how to, you know, write well. And, you know, the only way to learn how to write a novel is to sit and actually take a stab at it and write one. So, um, you know, I wrote my very first novel in 19 – okay, you're going to know how old I am pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in 1989, um, when I was in college, and that first novel never got published because it was bad. And it doesn't deserve to be published. But I learned a lot doing it, and I started writing my second novel. Uh, a few years later, and that actually became my first published novel, and I've, I've now published 11. Um, and, you know, you just continue to, to learn, but I would say if anybody's really interested in, in writing, you, you have to just really love it, love it enough to put a lot of time and effort into it, um, and to, you know, constantly be trying to, to get better and better. So what does that publishing wheelhouse look for you? And what I mean by that is, since you're a, a best-selling author, a New York Times best-selling author, is it one of those days or phone calls to where they're constantly hounding you, you have to go into an office, there's phones ringing everywhere? Like, what does it look mm -hmm. like before, you know, before COVID? Well, you know, for me, I, I write full-time. So I write uh, from my home, and I live in Nebraska, and I'm married to a farmer. So... Um, you know, my life is, is quite quiet. I say that, but there's, we have three teenage boys at home. So it's as quiet as it can be with three teenage boys at home. So I write, um, from the house. Um, now pre COVID, I was out doing a lot of, uh, appearances. So I was traveling a lot, going to libraries, speaking at conferences, teaching, um, you know, giving book talks and doing book signings and stuff like that. And of course, several, you know, months ago, all that just ground to a halt. So it's been really, really quiet. And, um, you know, I do have deadlines when I write novels. Um, but other than that, it's it's not a lot of ringing phones or anything like that. There's, there's the occasional interview or podcast, things like that. But other than that, it's just, uh, you know, me living a normal life and making stuff up in my head and typing a lot. Right. So, so mm -hmm. let's talk about life for you. So a lot of mm -hmm. people are probably familiar with your books, of course, but what do you think, or I would say this, what would you like for people to know about you that isn't so personal, but personal enough to where they can grasp who you are as an author? Mm. Well, you know, I'm just a normal person. I, I um, grew up wanting to be a ballerina, actually, and um, had an injury when I was 14 that kind of really set that back. And so I went off to college in Massachusetts. And, you know, the way I became a writer is I was talking about one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, it was called The Mist of Avalon. And I was telling my dad about it. And I was saying how, you know, a great story, a great novel is like a roller coaster ride. And, you know, it's got these twists and turns and things like that. And I, I just blurted out, you know, I think I'd like to try to write a book. And so that's kind of how it all started. And, you know, the thing that really motivates me um, is, you know, this is my job now. But aside from that, I love to entertain people. And I love to help transport people because I feel like we all – need a form of healthy escape and so for some of us that's watching movies for some of us it's 
you know, doing physical activity. But for a lot of people, it's reading. And I love providing those adventures that help people through hard times. You know, they might be going through something difficult like a divorce. They might be taking care of a, a parent who's ill. They might be ill themselves. I've had readers tell me they read my books while they were recovering from something or going through chemotherapy. So I really consider it an honor to be able to help take people away, even if it's just for a couple hours at a time. And I really, really love that. Now, you mentioned that you're married and you have children. What Mm -hmm. is the biggest lesson that you've learned about being in a marriage while having kids? (laughs) Well, and I became married and became a parent all at once because I married a single father. So all of a sudden I became a mom of four in the space of I do. And so for me, it's a real learning curve because I, I didn't have children before that. And, you know, I, I think it's just about a lot of unconditional love. And that's something that my husband is so good at. Um, you know, he's the face of grace and, um, I've learned so much from him. But at the same time, I've, you know, said to him, like, look, I don't really know how to parent, you know, through this situation. And he's looked at me and said, you know, I, I never had these kids at this age. Yeah, either until now. So we're learning together. Um, so I, I'd say that, but also, you know, as a writer, um, there are days when writing is really hard, days when it's easy to lose sight of, you know, why am I doing this right now? Because it's really hard. And the thing I love about kids um, is that they take their fun really seriously. They love their video games. They love to play, mm-hmm. you know, my kids love to play football and you know, fun is a very serious pursuit to kids. Right. And that's something that I take away into my, my writing, and, and I, I have to remember to, you know, have fun. Because if this isn't fun, you know, life is way too short, right? Right, right. I'm glad that you said that because that was one reason why I had started writing children's books. Um, my children's mm-hmm. books are based off of my daughter, and I realized she's five years old, and I realized, I say, she's just into fun. So we have right. we have way too much fun. I think I've been to Chuck E. Cheese and any other arcade mm-hmm. place one too many times. Um, I want to mm-hmm. ask you this. I love so, Chuck E. Cheese. I love oh, yeah. pizza, actually. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Love it. Um, I want to ask you this. What do you think someone's last impression of you is once they meet you? Oh, I, I hope that they feel seen. I hope that they feel that I have really seen and connected with them. Um, and seeing them as a person, and I hope that they just feel accepted for who they are. And that's something that I really hope that they get from my writing, too, because I think that we we write for the same reason we read, and that is to know that we're not alone. And there's a lot of people struggling in the world every single day, um, not just with the COVID stuff, but also with anxiety or depression or all kinds of different things. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, That's something I write about in my books. And so I just really want people to feel seen and know that they're not alone. That's a great message. So let's tell everyone where they could, you know, reach out to you through social media and purchase your books. Oh, sure. Um, Well, I'm on all the usual places as Tosca Lee and uh, um, on Facebook as author Tosca Lee. But my website is um, also just toscalee.com, T-O-S-C-A-L-E-E.com. And my books are anywhere you know, books are sold. You can find them. So um, all the usual places. And I would also really encourage people looking to purchase a book of mine or anybody's. 
um, to please check into your local bookstores because they're they're struggling through these times through COVID. And so I really encourage you to try to buy from your local independent bookstore. Well, we're talking to author Tuska Lee. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Don't get it misconstrued. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're listening to Wild Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me to catch the latest podcast from the best-selling authors in the world. Tuska, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. You're so good at what you do. So thank you so so much for having me. Thank you.